Hey, it's Danny Howell back again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. We've often talked over the course of the podcast about the challenges folks had, maybe just getting along with each other, uh, let alone uh, having a a good time or having a satisfying life to some degree. Um, To some extent, a good time was disfavored because it made people uncomfortable. And back in the day, that may have been in part because some of the good things you might do were illegal. Um, Gambling, for instance. You know, I mentioned uh, some episodes back about my father being arrested in a poker raid back in 1958. Those things were very common. People gambled with very small amounts of money as something to do because there wasn't much to do. And the uh, local uh, prosecutors were able to get reelected by busting up uh, poker games. Now, here's one from 1955, the year I was born. An article from the county seat newspaper in Bedford, Indiana. Headline says, Police nab eight women in poker game. This is a vice squad. This is a special section of the police force that goes after this kind of stuff. As the vice squad raided a quarter limit, a two-bit limit poker game and arrested eight housewives after an irate neighbor called in a complaint. Uh, I said the women range in ages from 45 to 68, and they were playing uh, high-low split, and they had to post $10 bonds to not have to stay in jail till their case came up. And uh, apparently the original complaint came from a woman who called in, in the morning, and after not seeing any police or vice squad folks arrive, she got mad and called around 3.30, and said, what are you going to do about it? So then they sent some folks out, and the police said they'd caught about 20 bucks on the table, and that the participants were all charged with gaming, which was a, a, at least a misdemeanor, I guess. And the article says that when the 68-year-old hostess was asked if she knew who tipped the police, she said, I'm not sure, but I have an idea. It was someone we forgot to invite. So, a little bit of resentment that leaked into the judicial system, apparently. Now, you know, police raided um, pool halls. Now, and pool halls were kind of, you know, cons- expressed concern about what kind of behavior they elicited. But people gambled in pool halls, a little bit, small amounts of money. And uh, here back in, well, this is 1968. This was sort of modern era. Uh, the police raided in Bedford, Indiana again. They raided a pool hall and arrested the owner and um, shut the pool hall down. Um, it said that upon entering, the police found customers playing pool and having a good time. So a sign right away that there's illegality going on. They were having a good time, and it turned out that they were not licensed to have a good time. The pool hall needed a particular license to be open. They didn't have it, so they shut it down so people could no longer have any fun. And that's kind of the point of a lot of this, I think. Um, now, you know, it, 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 this thing sort of segued into um, into stories about just kind of how generally unhappy people were in other aspects of their life. It was difficult for people to, it seems like, to find um, a, a more of a sense of, of, of evenness and, and, and peace and happiness in their marriage, family, life, life with relatives, friends, that sort of thing. And so there were an awful lot of articles about how these sorts of uh, domestic disturbances, whether it was with uh, spouses or with relatives of some kind or another, spilled out. Now here was, here was here, this was an article from 1909, quite a bit back. You know, it wasn't easy to get a divorce for a long time in the law of most states. 
and you had to have some pretty good reasons for it and usually they had to do with people being very very uh, aggrieved at how they were treated by their spouse and this particular divorce case involved a fellow who said that he wanted to divorce because he did not know that he was married a complaint that he filed in court said that he was conspired against uh, by a couple other fellows who got him drunk brought him to bedford the county seat got a marriage license for him found a minister to marry him and married him up to a, a person who he did not know and he was too intoxicated to know what was going on and therefore uh, his consent was alleged to have been illegally obtained and it wasn't just this sort of thing he might have actually in fact been all right with the end result of all this once he sobered up but what happened afterward was that he said that that the, his his spouse refused to prepare his meals so not only did he wake up from a drunken stupor to find out that he was married and didn't know that he had been or planned on it or wanted to be but he couldn't even get someone to cook for him which was apparently his notion of what marital bliss involved um and he also had just folks who were who, who just seemed to um couldn't get along with either their in-laws or cousins or what have you and one of the things that people would sometimes do would be to curse at each other and that was illegal back in the day that was called profanity it was a criminal offense and uh, here's an article from um, again the hometown paper uh, says that uh, said <laughs> Peru which is the name of a town in Indiana Peru agog over family battle you don't see the word agog in headlines all that much it says the the, the um, a, a Mr. Weeks charged that a Mr. Surratt called him vile and indecent names and that also that he said Surratt came back with an affidavit against Weeks wife and said that Weeks wife had struck Surratt on the head with a broom while he was engaged in an altercation with her husband and she has now been charged with profanity so there it is you know the, the, the whole thing just descended into something that was criminal which didn't take too long in southern Indiana back in the day um, here is a, a indication that a uh, someone's sister-in-law filed charges alleging that that the fella had stood in front of her house and cursed and provoked her provoking was a, another crime you could in, encourage someone to do something uh, by getting them mad that was provoking so she alleged that he threatened her with a club after she filed the earlier charges of provoking so you know in-laws needed to work a little harder to get along with each other apparently and then um well here's uh this is just a whole slew of family trouble here this is back in 1908 so we've got a quarrel between several friends um eva lorana sofrana they names were a little different back in the day said eva was charged with two counts of provoking miss nelly shoulders and sofrana was charged with two affidavits of profanity and baritry and encourage somebody to file suits against someone to, for, for just trouble, I guess. Baratry was an old term. We don't hear it anymore. And it says the, um, the latter charge said that the person had talked in such an unbecoming manner as to shock the sensitive sensitiveness of Ms. Shoulders, and she, uh, therefore, was charged with instigating lawsuits among her friends and neighbors. Just a huge mess. Huge mess. Um, you know, I gotta, we, 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 as I recall growing up, you know, 
This is really why people tended to not open their mouths any more than they had to, never say anything unless they absolutely had to say it, because, it, again, various things that you could say might end up getting you charged with a crime of some sort. And I think that, um, I think that you know, the, the, these days we, we don't really, we think, well, you know, we have, we have therapy, uh, we have, um, you know, spiritual things we can turn to for guidance uh, in t- dealing with uh, unrest and turmoil in our own lives. But back then, I guess the main thing you had was uh, swearing out arrest warrants and going in front of a justice of the peace staff and airing it all out. Maybe that was sort of a version of therapy back in the day. Um, I think that... Uh, uh, when you look at some of these old uh, some of these old articles, and you imagine these folks, I think that they they probably um, you know the, the the crimes that we're talking about here, profanity, provoking, they didn't tend to have big penalties. People didn't seem to go to jail. They tended to pay fines. Uh, One dollar was a common fine for profanity. Good thing it wasn't a dollar per swear word, I suppose, but about a dollar. In fact, as the scale went up you would pay $2 for being intoxicated in public. And then there was a crime called fornication, which was simply meant adultery. Um, and that, that was $5. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, you could, you could, you could basically um, commit four or five or six of these crimes all at once, probably, if you weren't careful. And, of course, now bigamy, which is still a crime, bigamy would show up. Here was a... Uh, a, a, a fellow in my hometown in Mitchell, Indiana, that he was um, arrested after introducing his second wife, which you think would not be uh, all that controversial. So the, the police said, however, that he introduced his second wife, but admitted that the divorce from his first wife was not going to be final for a month. So clearly something had happened out of sequence, and the law is big on sequences here, and uh, that got him in trouble, and I'm not sure what the fine was for that. Um, I'm suspecting it was more than five dollars. Well, here's a, just a few again uh, reminiscences based on some of the old articles that we see about how people used to live uh, back in the day. Seems like um, as uh, uh, you know, probably upsetting and uh, uh, antagonistic as a lot of these things seem to be described. It all still seemed to be part of a simpler era. The things that people did that um, got them in trouble. They weren't stabbing and shooting people. I mean, the people who were stabbing and shooting people apparently weren't getting arrested at any rate because it wasn't in the paper, probably because the police were too busy raiding uh, two-bit neighborhood uh, poker games and closing down pool halls because people were having too much fun and uh, going around uh, seeing who was cursing at each other. But maybe that was for the best. Who knows? Um, Hard to be judgmental uh, given the things we struggle with in this day and age, but... I sure enjoy sharing these things with you, and uh, and again, if you have any thoughts yourself about uh, how some of these these old memories uh, played out in um, in uh, your own, your own uh, communities where you grew up, feel free to share them, um, and uh, we'll relay some some of it back to everybody else. Want to welcome our listeners in Puerto Rico, new uh, uh, flag that showed up on the list from the Anchor app, which tracks the location of everyone who listens to podcasts and. Not a country, a territory, but nevertheless, about the 40th country or territory to show up since we started. And we hope that these are not all accidental listeners. And sure glad that you've come to visit. If uh, you've heard something you like, hope that you come again. 
As always, thanks a lot. Stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.